the first day of school photos going up. Uh, kids getting back to university, to college. Uh, you know what? Maybe kids are starting kindergarten. Maybe they're going into grade six. Maybe it's first year of high school or the last year of high school pretty exciting times right about now uh, exciting but it can also be pretty stressful for both kids and parents that first week back to school um, you know COVID disruptions over the past couple of years um, you know playing a role in that and what's it going to look like going back in this year but in this week's, or this, I wish it was this week's, I wish we had a weekly edition of Dr. Gans, but in our monthly edition of How's That Make You Feel with Dr. Gans, Ferens, some tips on how to beat that back-to-school stress. Hi, Dr. Gans. Hey, Jalen. I wouldn't mind talking to you every week as well, but, you know, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Are all of your kids uh, done school? Are they through school? Or are we still having kids going back to school? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody's going back to U of A this year. So, you know, son's first year, my daughter's last year. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, one starting, one finishing. So this is, this is how it goes, right? <laughs> so a little bit of overlap, which I think they're both kind of looking forward to a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That'll be nice. So there's a lot of uh, families out there right now, because let's be real, for, um, for some kids, maybe it's, you know, kindergarten, grade one, grade two, whatever it yeah. is, there's some excitement there. Maybe for some older kids there's some nerves and stress because maybe they don't like school as much the excitement isn't there I mean there's so many different feelings there um, you know let's let's start with maybe one of the the biggest tips that you can give and I think that's being patient being patient with your kids uh, kids being pa patient with their parents but being patient yep. with your feelings as well totally totally well you know like like you said there's 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 the whole spectrum of you know whether excitement or like dread or whatever and everything in between about going back and and there's been so much up and down uncertainty and change because of COVID over the last couple of years and stuff like that, right? And and I think some people still might even be a little nervous, kids as well as parents, nervous about, you know, just kind of gathering again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one of the big things that happened even in non, with, even before COVID was the whole idea of transitioning from, you know, the, the kind of looser structure, maybe not lack of structure, but looser structure at the very least of summer going into a much more tightly structured school year. And, and, you know, one of the biggest things that we can do for ourselves as parents and do for our kids is that patience, that, that idea that, okay, we're going to work on this. We can work on getting our, you know, sleep-wake schedule together. We can work on getting our, uh, our uh, supplies together and all these different things. But it's okay if it's a little bumpy. It's yeah. okay if, you know, it takes us a couple of weeks to really get our feet under us and get into the, the you know kind of the natural swing of things give yourself and, um, some grace right give yourself some grace, grace. Is a great word yeah it's a great word grace, grace for the kids grace for ourselves grace for the whole family as this whole process unfolds you know that's one of the best things and and especially because as we've said before kids really do soak up the energy yeah. even the big kids even the university kids believe it or not um really mm -hmm. do soak up the energy of the, the older adults in the home. And so it really, the, the more grace that we have for ourselves and, and the process, 
the, the more smoother the process goes. I've always uh, loved this idea when we've talked about going back to school and and in celebrating some of those little mm-hmm. milestones. If 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 someone's nervous or maybe they're really excited, but maybe make it make it special. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you listen, um, celebration is a fuel for future success is what I always say. Mm. Right. And so the more that you can mark any type of win, any type of success, you get to create more success for the future. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> and so if it's, if it's a new transition or there is some dread or whatever it is, so it can be a celebration. Oh man, excited. The first day, this is great. How'd it go? Right. Let's have some ice cream. Let's, you know, watch a movie together, let's, you know, whatever, go for a walk, whatever, right? But even just the energy around that would be good. But even if it's just, hey, you survived, <laughs> you made it through, you know? Um, and let's celebrate the fact that you did that, you didn't, you know, you only ran away halfway through, right? Um, whatever it is, any anything that looks a little bit like a success, you want to celebrate that, you want to mark that because it is. And that just helps you create more of the same going future, going you, forward. You don't want to bribe the kids. <laughs> no, no, no. So, like, okay, that's a great point because it's not, it's not really about, okay, if you go to school, then we're going to have ice cream. So there's, and there's a psychology, well, there's a lot of psychology to this. The idea is you don't pay for good behavior. So it's not if you do this, then you get that, right? It's more like, hey, now that you've done this, surprise, mm-hmm. here you go, we're going to do something this way. Or, or let's just look forward to this regardless of what happens. We've just, you know, you know, 24 hours passes and we're still alive. Let's celebrate that. You know what I mean? So it's not, you don't tie the, mm-hmm. you don't tie the reward to the behavior ahead of time, but you can reward things after the fact, right? Because when you do it ahead of time, then yeah, you're right. You're bribing them and you take away, you take away some of what they call intrinsic motivation mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. You don't want to do that. Right? You just don't, you do want to reward them though. You know, this is interesting. This text just came in. It says, hey, it's too bad that the word stress has to be used when starting school. It's so negative. How do little kids learn that word so young? I remember being excited <laughs> to start school. Maybe excited or hectic or busy or nervous would be better right. words. I think that's a, a fair point. I think so too. I think so too. I think, I think you know, uh, well, the little kids learn stress because of us big kids, yeah. right? <laughs> because it's everywhere in the news and, and, yeah. and you know, just any media you turn on, it's, it's a big thing, stress and you know, all this other stuff that's happening right now. But absolutely, and I think this is one of those things that is really important to help all the kids, you know, whether it's the young young adults or the little toddlers, and the preschoolers, right, everybody in between, to learn that we can have different names for different emotions and the more names we have the more nuance we can have around our emotions and that's a good thing right. and so it might not be stress it might be excitement or it might be ah, i'm a little scared or i'm a little nervous or you know i'm both happy and scared we're uh, we're uh, we're a little nervous our, our grandson i think he's starting preschool or something like pre-preschool but he got kicked out of his daycare oh, <laughs> like, no. like last year <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. I'm just going to sit back and, <laughs> and cheer the parents on here. Okay. That's right. um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's going to be fun over the next 10, 15 years. I, I have a feeling. Uh, Dr. Gans, um, you know, when kids come home and they're maybe they've had a really, really great day, maybe they had a really, really rough day. I think it's really mm-hmm. important that parents sit down and take a listen and listen. Like, just listen. Give space for the kids mm-hmm. to 
to talk about what they're feeling. Absolutely. Well, just like helping them like identify those feelings and putting words to them, just giving them space to express them is, is a really good thing. And it, kids learn by example. We know that. So it's when we talk about how we feel, and we can say, you know, hey, this is how my day went. How did your day go? What was school like? What, did you, what was going on, right? And just making that, that invitation and that space for them to express themselves. And, and really important that parents don't, uh, and I know this is something I've been guilty of too, we kind of want the kids to have a certain experience. And so, oh, don't feel like that. Or, oh, mm-hmm. don't look at it like that, right? You know what I mean? And we don't always give them that safe space to just express how they feel. So, you know, we can, we can all learn this together and try mm-hmm. to make more space for, for those legitimate feelings to come up yeah. and, then, and then help them identify that and, and know that they're okay. And I think that the lack of judgment yeah. is something that's extremely important for us parents to practice when the kids are expressing themselves. Yeah, don't blow it off and don't be too judgy on it. Dr. Gans Ferentz joining me this afternoon, another edition of How Does That Make You Feel? Always a ton of great information on his website at drgans.com. We'll take a pause here for a look at chopper traffic on the other side. Uh, a couple more questions. I want to talk about what to do if there are ch- some challenges, what you need to do on that front, and the age-old question of bullies. Stick around. We'll get to that right after. After this. this is 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. How does that make you feel with Dr. Gans Ferentz? Of course, a registered psychologist has been joining us on this show for a number of years, giving us uh, tips monthly on really just how to kind of navigate life. And one of the big things in life is back to school. So today we're talking about some of those those nerves, how to quell some of those nerves. We talked about uh, being patient, about looking forward and celebrating, uh, giving time, space, and permission for the feelings that people are going through. Um, one of the things that, you know, people, maybe in some kids who are quite nervous about going back to school, Gans, is because of bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, and bullies have been around since you and I were in school and they're probably still there now Mm -hmm. best advice yeah yeah well for parents I think it's important to have that talk with the kids let them know that one it is okay to talk to you about how they're feeling generally about anything but especially if they're being either like bullied like as a victim or even just witnessing it right um because then then at least they know they have a safe place to come and unload and talk about this stuff and then there's an opportunity for us to be the consultants that we kind of signed up to be when we became parents and give them some advice around what they can do so things like you know how to stand up to a bully um, what you need to do who you need to talk to either at the school um, like a teacher or Mm -hmm. um, one of the school counselors or somebody like that but definitely talking to the parents the other thing is the parents should really we, we as parents we need to look out for changes in behavior so if if a kid is typically you know kind of like kind of happy and go lucky and whatever all of a sudden they start to be a little more withdrawn or they start to act out and become belligerent or have anger this is typically how kids show that something is not right mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's something like a bully at school or just generally stress or anxiety or or depression as well um you know uh, as much as we want to kids our kids to be you know um peace peace loving and 
try to avoid conflict and stuff. I think it is also important that we teach the kids how to stand up and uh, this is kind of a weird statement, but be comfortable with conflict, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, know how to manage conflict in a healthy way so that we, you know, they don't always avoid it, but they can actually stand their ground sometimes and understand that it may not always go smoothly, but it's still generally better than the alternative of just always running and you know, living in fear all the time, right? So, but that's that's a longer conversation, which is set up by all the stuff we talked about in the first segment, which is, you know, making that space, yeah. you know, non-judgment and being able to, um, you know, make sure the kids know that they're, you're a safe person to talk to. Again, I think we found our topic for next month, uh, and it's for adults <laughs> and kids, how to manage conflict uh, mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a good way. All right, before I let you go, though, I mean, you can always get help too, right? I mean, that's the thing. This is the thing, and I, I, I really encourage all of us, whether it's kids or adults or anybody in between, to get help early. Um, lots of places, especially in the schools, the school counselors, there are people who are trained in those environments, but you know, there are also people like myself and my team in the community, right? Psychologists and other mental health professionals. The thing is, with COVID, there's been a very significant spike in mental health issues generally um for people but especially you know the 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 kids have had the biggest spike right the the whatever six to about 24 is they've had the probably the biggest increase that uh of any population group so we want to look out for that we want to be aware of that for our for our kids and also show them the good example by doing these things ourselves making sure we're a safe place for them to land by making sure we're looking after our own needs but then letting them know it's okay for them to also talk to somebody, um, you know, when they need help for sure. But a lot of times it used to be better to just do it for prevention and so you don't have to get, you know, before an issue becomes a real problem. The website is askdrgans.com. Dr. Gans Ferentz, another edition of How Does That Make You Feel? Always appreciate it. We'll talk to you next month, Gans. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye now. Dr. Gans Ferentz uh, joining us this afternoon.